Hey, this is Pastor Joaquin G. Molina from Spring of Life Fellowship, and I want to welcome you to our podcast. I hope you're encouraged with this message and you stay the course to change the world. God bless you. Father, thank you for this day that you have made. Thank you that we will rejoice and be glad in it. Thank you for Pastor Appreciation Month, oh God. We're doing our part to celebrate these men, these leaders, these people you have set in prominence, not because they have a lot of money, not because they have political favor, not because they are educated at doctor and university degree levels, but because they serve the living God. We pray that you continue to bless us, Lord, as we bless those you have given us, Lord, to lead us in the way that pleases you. We pray that our thoughts, our words, and our actions might please you, O God. That the Holy Spirit might fill us to overflow levels. That any sadness, any deception, any distraction be removed. And that we would be focused and connected and involved, Lord, in your pleasure. We pray that you would bless your word this morning. And that it would be like a good seed planted in good hearts, bringing forth a good fruit and a harvest that glorifies our Father in heaven. Thank you for Jesus Christ dying on the cross as the sacrificial offering, Lord, for our sins. That blood that was poured out, O oh God, so precious that makes our sins washed and white as snow. We glorify you. We bless you. Make your word a double-edged sword this morning. Allow it to, with surgical precision, operate in our lives and remove those things you would like to remove and to connect those things that you desire for us to connect, O oh God. And be glorified with the people that love you more than their own lives. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen, and amen. I didn't say so, but I got to say so. The Monday night meetings with the men as a world-changing caliber, and God is moving with power. Wednesday night, a lot of people are always saying, Pastor, why do you bring the best teachings on Wednesday night? I'll leave it as a secret the secret is that the Lord shares his heart with those closest to him. The Lord's Supper was not for the multitude. The multitude was after bread and fish. But those who broke bread and drank the cup were 12 disciples. One was leaning on his chest, listening to his heartbeat. I hope that's you. I hope you go all the way in with your relationship with Jesus Christ and not just be here for some miracle or some wonder or mighty sign. That God is, is, he'll give you what you're looking for. The multitude only wanted the supernatural miracles, but the disciples gave their lives for their love for God. And so on Wednesday night here at Spring of Life, the Bible studies are a little bit more deep. They're a little bit more intimate. Uh, and and they, 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 many times they're the best, the best food the Lord reserves for the hidden place for those who gather with him in secret. When it's un inconvenient to others, when other people are saying, oh man, but it's, it's the middle of the week and I've worked all day and I'm tired. And then the Lord comes and gives refreshing to those who seek God's best. Amen. Today, uh, we, you know, the whole month of, of 
of October is a is it's been set aside for the body of Christ, the believers, to celebrate those who have a pastor's career, those who have a pastor's commitment and responsibility. Some people have no idea what this calling is. Um, it's a bizarre calling. Um, and, and if you read the statistics nowadays, and especially in Europe, all the pastors have quit. I was just talking to friends of mine that have been in the uh, England area, the Europe area, and all these huge cathedrals are, are closing down, and they're making them nightclubs, and they're making them Muslim, Muslim mosques. That means other religions are, are coming in, and they're worshiping someone who's not Jesus Christ. And so it's a sad day if you were to see the dropout rate of pastors. Uh, in the last three years, I started... Uh, Compiling, don't ask me why, but I find it strange, but we're not going to go there. But I've compiled how many pastors have committed suicide. Uh, this is, these are actual realities. The people are at church waiting for church to happen. Even the pastor's wife is there. And, and the whole church is waiting to hear a good sermon from the pastor. And when they start trying to figure out where the guy's at, he's at home in the driveway committed suicide. Given, like quitting on life. And it's bizarre, bizarre to me because Jesus came to give us life and give us a full load, full load. We're not supposed to be uh, just barely making it. Oh, this life is so grueling. Listen to me. The spirit of life in Christ Jesus trumps sin and death every time. So I just have to believe that many of these pastors started playing religion and got away from life. And they, they, they didn't play reality, they played religion. And so I've, I've compiled this scenario. But notwithstanding, I know that the devil is out to get these guys. Um, whenever there's a war, uh, the United States goes into battle and they kill the top rung ranking officials. And so we got to get the colonels, we got to get the admirals, we got to get the generals. If we could get the leaders, we got everybody. So the devil knows that that is true also. That in the work of the Lord, if you strike the pastor, the, the sh sheep will scatter. That's what the, the devil's game plan is. But uh, we, we said on Wednesday, if you weren't here Wednesday, we have the most incredible CEO in Spring of Life. He's called the Chief Shepherd. His name is Jesus Christ. Amen. He is the head honcho in this house. So we are under shepherds to the chief shepherd. And I, I really believe that this concept of pastor appreciation, if you don't know how to give God like what is due to him, you're never going to give a pastor any glimpse of appreciation. You can't. You're, you're missing the top guy, so everybody under him suffers in that regard. But let's go, in these concepts, I'm going to hit it real quick. We're going to try and get out of here fast. Um, and not because we want to leave this place. Because if you come on Wednesday night, I have to kick people out. Right? We're like 9.30. The cafeteria closed. You're going home. And no, they stay, they stay late mid, midweek. Okay, watch this. Um, because and only because we found God do we even get to express something called honor. 
and, and we'll see it there in Proverbs 21, 21. The climate of the kingdom of God is honor is the oxygen. Uh, we, we, sometimes we said obedience is the oxygen, but honor is that which allows you to obey. You want to give somebody honor, you give them obedience. You can't say, I honor my parents, but I don't listen to them ever. That's not consistent. If you honor something, you obey. And here it says, he who follows after righteousness and after godliness, mercy, will end up running into life, into righteousness, and the third, honor. If you're looking for God, he's going to bump you into honor because you cannot know God and serve God and live dishonorably I, I was 16 years old at the height of my rebellion at the at the top of my disobedience and and really angry and the Lord just grabbed me by the side of the head and whap he says honor your parents that was the first thing that God talked to me about I didn't know what honor was and I was trying to forget I had parents so it was really strong that if you're looking for God, you're going to run into this concept of honor. And, and there's something about honor, which it, it just surprises me now that I've been a pastor for so long. Um, in that regards, we'll get there now. Proverbs 22, verse 4, there is reward for humility and fear of the Lord. If you walk humbly and you want to honor God, God is going to give you three aspects of existing. He's going to give you riches, he's going to give you honor, and he's going to give you life. These are gifts of God. The result of fearing God and walking humbly is that he teaches you how to honor and if you don't honor, your life is upside down in every extent. This, this lack of oxygen doesn't allow you to experience what God wanted you to experience. Humility and knowing God will lead you to untold riches that are founded in honor that is what life is all about. And the three different things there of death, dishonor, and poverty really characterizes most of us. We're not living life like God intended. We don't have the prosperity God intended. And we walk dishonoring even our dog and cat at home. You guys heard the story. Man is upset with his boss. He comes home, yells at his wife. His wife yells at the children and the children kick the dog. That's the, the dishonor scale. But if there was honor, there would be the upside of these realities. Now understand, this, this today can really transform many of our lives from this day forward. October 21st. Next week, we're going to honor Pastor Richie Ray. He's the pastor that talked to me about Jesus. And I want to give him a great celebration and says, look, you talk to me about the Lord. I talk to a lot of people. All our people are talking to people. We want to honor you. We're going to give him the 2018 World Changers Award. We've been giving it since 2013. R.T. Kendall. 
was the first one, then G.F. Watkins, then Jack Keane, then Wellington Boone, and last year's recipient, I think it was Wellington, the year before was Dr. Molina. Listen to me. We honor the men of God who went before us. How can we say we're going to go somewhere and we forget who brought us there? You guys heard the story of who brought you into the world and they'll take you out, right? Your parents. If you don't honor your parents, you honor nobody, friend. You don't honor anybody. And this is what God talked to me first. I, I said, hello, Jesus, Jesus. I don't believe in you like they do. And I want to believe in you and come into my life and save me. And the first thing he does, he says, go honor your parents. That's where it starts. So you can live a long life and so that everything will go well with you. How could you go wrong if you learn how to honor those who God teaches us to honor? It wasn't no school teacher that taught me to honor my parents. It wasn't a businessman. It wasn't a banker or an accountant. But God says, you want to see riches? You want to see great big you know, return of honor? It's what a man sows, what he'll reap. And if you're not sowing honor... You're not going to reap the fruits of honor. This is why we're talking about this today. Proverbs 29, 23. Your pride will take you away from honor. A man's pride will bring him low. That's why people do not honor. They're sitting on top of those they're called to honor. And since you sit on top, that's an arrogant and proud disposition. And we, we, we're, we, that's our tendency. We have a tendency to trample and to trample all those in places of honor. You, you see it at the White House. They're standing at the Supreme Court. They're standing at the White House. They're dishonoring the institutions of this government. We should send them to Iran for a couple of months. And they'll come back. I promise you they'll kneel down and they'll worship the seat of government in this country. They don't know how to honor. You know, we need to honor not because they're worthy of honor, but God tells us to honor those that sit in prominent positions. Amen. I can't stand social media and people going, I hate my country. I hate my president. I hate the leaders. I Listen to pretty much, you're going to be saying, I hate Pastor Molina. Soon it's coming. Thank God for 20 years it hasn't happened. It's a miracle in this house. It's a miracle in the house of God. But I'm willing, I know that we're living in a generation that doesn't know. They're lifted up in pride. But that pride will bring them low. I promise you, you're going to see these people in the lowest expression of existence. But the humble in spirit will continue to lift up honor. Will continue to hold the, the flag of honor up high. And people don't understand. They're like, hey, you're, you're already an adult. What do you have? Why do you continue to listen to your parents? Because my Bible says to honor them. It doesn't say how old I am. It doesn't say once you're 18, dishonor them. No. Till their last dying breath and even after they're gone, we're called to honor their legacy and honor the, what they bestowed upon us. A lot of people don't know. I, I want to say... That in this generation, we have lost honor. We have lost it. And, and people don't even understand it. Um, there in Proverbs 26, it gives a little bit more light into this situation. 
and I should have read this when I started ministry, not 20 years later, where it says that just like snow doesn't fall in the summertime, honor could never be attained by a fool. Look how incredible this is. A fool doesn't see honor as being part of his life. He, he doesn't see that, that he needs it. He doesn't see that it fits his arrogance and his pride. As snow falls, as, as snow doesn't fall in the summer and rain doesn't come in the harvest time, so honor never comes to the life of a fool. And, and it, it mesmerizes me because if God says, okay, the ingredient in the recipe of life and, and riches and prosperity is to honor if, if that's what precedes the expression of miracles, signs, and wonders, now do you understand why people are stuck? They're stuck in the rut because they don't know how to honor. Honor is not fitting for a fool. He doesn't understand it. He's not going to pay it. The element of honor is the pathway to God's blessing and miracle power. So God sends Jesus into the world. <sighs> sends him into his homeland he's ready to do signs wonders and miracles and the bible says in matthew chapter 13 verse um, 53 when jesus had finished talking about his parables his teaching he was ready to do signs and wonder he departed from there he was done doing teachings now he's going to show miracles verse 54 he came to his homeland where he had come to his own country and he taught them in their synagogues so that they were astonished and they asked themselves, where did this man get all he knows? And look at all the miracles he does. Uh, one of the things I love about our church, and, and this is just, it's just a, a sign that God is here, is all the miracles that happen in this place. We, we could have a whole probably a month full of sharing miracles 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 the impossible becoming realities Amen. nobody's telling us about miracles we well i my dad yesterday was sitting with a couple of new families that are at the church and every time somebody passed away he says this guy used to be an alcoholic man this guy got the lord this guy used to be a drug addict this guy was divorced this guy was sad. she was a gossip and, and my dad was like all the the people are like, really? All that stuff is going on? Absolutely. God is, is performing signs, wonders, miracles. And he says there they were astonished. They, listen, they, they were just blown away by what God, what Jesus was doing in, in his reputation. Verse 55. Is this not the carpenter's son? I mean, know that Jesus' dad was a carpenter. Mm -hmm. And usually in those days, if your dad was a carpenter, you were a carpenter. So Jesus would get into that field and he would serve his dad. Uh, somebody said he made the best chairs. <laughs> is not that his mom? We know his mom. Her name is Mary. And look at his brothers. There's James and Joseph and Simon and Judah. Uh, they, they always used to say, there's the Molina, it's Raul, it's, it's Leanne, Joaquin, and Jules. They, they, they say every name of the family to make sure you got the right family. And so they were talking like that about Jesus. They were saying, listen, 
How does he do signs and wonders and miracles? We know he lives down the street, man. We grew up in the same school with the same teachers. We grew up in the same playing games. Uh, nowadays, they play cowboy and Indians. Back then, they probably played Israel against the Philistines. You know, the, the, the David against Goliath. And so they grew up understanding all these things. And the people were astonished, verse 56. There he was. They knew he was coming to do signs and wonders and mighty things, miracles. His sisters, are they not also with us? He grew up with sisters. We know the sisters. We, Omar knows my sister. I always tell the story. Pastor Omar lived down the street, and he says, hey, you want to play basketball? And I said, yeah, let's play basketball. I got a friend. And then when he saw my sister, he became my sister's friend. And that's it. I never saw him again. He married my sister. So they said, we know Jesus' sister. We know them. And they're just talking about the family. They're talking about all that God is doing. Look, are they not here? Where then does this man get all these things? How is he doing? All How did he get that reputation? How is he doing signs and wonders? I, I, I laugh a lot because I have friends that grew up with me in elementary and in high school, and, and listen to me, I didn't have one godly thought until Jesus came into my heart. And so my friends back then, they're like, this guy cannot be a pastor, please. And if he's a pastor, he's not going to be my pastor. You know, I know the guy. And so that, the people bring you down, and they don't receive what you have to give them. They have no honor. And so the same thing happened with Jesus in his hometown amongst his people. They got, say with me the word, familiar. Some of you don't respect your dads because you see them walk around in underwear at home. So you're like, oh, it's El Viejo, man. And all he has is a bunch of gas. No, my friend. No, my friend. He is an authority ordained by God to bless your socks off. To, to propult you, to catapult you in the direction of high prosperity. If you were to honor him. If you were to see the mantle of God's ordained order that you're under him, if you get under there, God will lift you up. God will prosper you. Yeah, you see in the natural, I see a bald-headed fat guy. No, my friend, tell God to give you some spiritual eyeglasses. Dad, if I direct a, a tribute, because the people don't know, is honor is something you pay, my friend. Honor is something that costs you. It's something you give to somebody. And listen, I don't know if you guys know, but in our anniversary here, our two pastors that brought us to the Lord stood up here. And I told my wife, go and write the biggest checks we've ever written to bless these guys. And my wife, she goes, you sure? I said, Absolutely. You go back there and you write, we wrote two $5,000 checks. And we said, we want to honor you. You know what that does in the heavenlies? You know what that does up in heaven? When you begin to honor your dad, when you begin to honor your leaders, when you get to honor people that God has put in places of prominence, and honor is something you pay. Somebody wants to take my daughter... They're going to pay. They're going to pay, pay, pay. It's going to be payday. And a man who does not honor me won't have a chance to even look in her direction. 
That has to be. Highest level of honor that is paid by tribute. Where you bring something, you say, you know something? I want to recognize you and I want to give you something that equates the value of my appreciation. And so Jesus was there. And, and everybody wants to bless their hometown more than they bless other people. And if you're, if you're the Miami Heat, you want to bless the people that root for you. If you're, if you're the Dolphins, if you're the Marlins, you want the home team to shatter them and scatter them with blessing. You don't want to win the World Series in California. You want to, you want to see all the glory in your hometown. Jesus is prepared to visit his hometown there, listen to me. <laughs> I'm not going to get into politics. But I have to talk about Chicago. If I'm growing up in Chicago, a poor man, and I become president of the United States, I'll blow up Chicago so it becomes better than New York. I'll make sure Rudy Giuliani got rid of the mob in New York. He says, no mob in my, no corruption. And so if you're the president, man, you stick in every power and your authority to clean up the city so at the end of you being president people are like man he loved his hometown and Jesus is in his home that was a reference to Obama for those of you that don't know okay listen to me I'm just saying I will call out these leaders if you're going to lead lead at your home first and if you're not going to lead your own home you're not fit to lead anywhere okay that's not political okay that's spiritual here goes Jesus is in his hometown, and he's about to give those guys all of heaven. There's not going to be one blind person. There's not going to be one lame person. There's not going to be any illness. There's not going to be a demon in hell that will come near his hometown because that's where he grew up. That's where all his friends are. And in that situation where the people become familiar, isn't it the bald guy that lives in our home and goes around in underwears and grunts and so they're, they're bringing him down instead of honoring him. And, and you have to learn how to do this in the kingdom of God. I know Pastor Bobby and Richie. In the natural, if I was to judge them in the natural, wouldn't even look in that direction. But if I'm going to measure things in a spiritual climate, in a spiritual world where my God sits and is expecting me to give these guys double honor, I can't start saying, yeah, but they, they have gas at night and they burp and they snore and they come and they go and they, they're not what they should be. And, and you compare them and you devour them. Believe it or not, people, some people really direct their missiles in my direction and make me look to be the biggest fool. You know, they have no appetite for the teaching. They have no appetite for the ministry. But here it is that in Jesus' time, he's in his hometown, and, and all, these men are trying to bring him down. We know his brothers. We know his sister. We know his mom. We've seen him around. Um, where did he get all this stuff? He must have got it somewhere else. He's running a scam. He's deceiving people. He's leading people on. Verse 57 so they were offended at him. Now, I want to say something about this. If, if we're going to be spiritually discerning. Whenever you're offended, you can't honor. Whenever you take offense, the devil strips your ability to pay tribute. And so the majority of the people says, I'm not honoring him. Cause, and they walk away from honor because they're offended. So if the devil knows that offense takes away your capacity to honor, then he's going to offend you, my friend. Look at those people the devil has you upset at 
And those are the primary people that God has the gateway to your prosperity and your miracles. The people that could reach those that you most love. But you're offended. They were offended at him. But Jesus said to them, a prophet, what's going on here is that a man of God doesn't have honor except in his own country and amongst his own people. I was talking this also, that the American people, they have a fascination with the Middle East. And they said, we're not going to serve Jesus. We're not going to go to the Christian church. They cross the world and they go into India and they go look for a guru. This guru has no life in him. He has no holiness. He has no capacity to get these guys to heaven. And they render tribute to him. The Beatles did that. We're not going to serve. We're more famous than Jesus Christ. Listen, John Lennon, you are a dummy. You're a fool. Uh, Honor is not fitting to a fool, like snow in the summer and rain in the harvest. He wasn't able to understand honor, so he lived life without honor. So here Jesus is showing up, and he says these words. The problem here is that there cannot be honor to a messenger of God except amongst those that are very close to him. So we said offense is one way people justify not to honor. Well, one day I was back in the back of the church and there was no one there and I saw Pastor Joaquin pull a chair or he didn't pick up a paper and and they're offended. And so I'm not going to receive his ministry. I'm not going to receive his leadership. Whatever the case may be, offense. But another one is that here comes a prophet No honor except amongst his own. Familiarity. Offense. Familiarity. Verse 58, he says, so that. They were offended and so familiar that he was not able, he did not do any miracles. The power of God that was present to take him to another level never came because their, their heart was not able to line up with honor. He could not do miracles. He could, you know, um, God has taken some of the men in this church to incredible levels in a very short time. And it says for, for what takes many men 20 and 30 and 40 years, God has grabbed a couple of men and has shot them to the top. But I want to tell you as their pastor, these guys are solid in their capacity to pay tribute of honor. They love God. They love God's men. They love God's house. They've been serving since they got here. And there's some men here that have been here for 10 years and have They're like, Pastor, but what do I do? I go, I don't know. I mean, there's 400 people. There's a picnic. Maybe you could carry a cooler. Maybe there's a chair or a table. I don't know. They have zero capacity. To involve themselves in the one day of the year, we're going to go out to the park. And let me tell you something. i got to say this. There were guys out there with your families. You were there with your two-year-old and three-year-olds and four-year-olds. The way you respected the pastors by showing up yesterday, the way you told your children, we're going to go as a family to say thank you to pastor. And some of them, they came with their entire families. Pastor, we love you and thank you for what you're doing. And I, I, what I saw at night, is I said, these children are blessed. Their fathers are teaching them how to honor men of God. And now watch this. No, no, we're going to turn it upside down. The other families are cursed. 
because they don't have an element of understanding why. Well, pastor, I had to wash my car, and it's really my only day. So my car was dirty because it rained. I couldn't make it. Okay, so then you, you pay the tribute. You're going to pay tribute somewhere. You decide where you pay the tribute. And then God decides. And that, that verse right there, Proverbs 26.1. Got to hurry up, pastor. There's no snow in the summer. There's no rain in the harvest. And honor never comes to a fool. That, that, that is, that's pretty cool. But if you read verse 2, it says, and curses don't come without reasons. Like a, a bird flies and like a flying swallow, a curse doesn't come without reason. That's, that's verse 2, following the one that a fool cannot honor. And then it says, for this reason, a curse falls on the head of the dodo bird. Remember that verse, the dodo bird verse. And you're like, who's the dodo bird? You are dodo bird. You don't, you missed it. You, you don't have the measure of honor. You didn't even know it exists. You know why? Because your father didn't teach you. And, and I tell the people all the time, listen, some people are very angry at young men. And I say, you know something? Their father didn't teach them how to honor. you imagine going to a pastor appreciation picnic and not saying hi to any of the pastors? And you thought it was about snow cones and jump houses for your children? But you know what? We're living in a generation people don't know how to honor. People don't know how to honor. If I continue to treat people like if their dishonor is legitimate, then I'm a forfeited pastor. I'm, I'm a, what's it called? A counterfeit pastor. I can't let you treat me like if I'm normal. I'm not normal. Trust me, I'm not normal. My parents have been telling me my whole life. But I can't treat you like I'm the guy down the street who just decided to start a church. Because I didn't just decide to start his church because it would be insane of me. I would need my brother the psychiatrist. Pharmaceuticals would need to be going through my veins nonstop because of the weight of the responsibility I have over families, over children. I'm responsible if they're going to believe. Steve Jobs, the founder of Apple, doesn't believe in God because in church, the Sunday school teacher was a dodo bird. Wasn't able to tie his heart to Jesus' heart while she had time. We, we can't be playing with these things. God doesn't play with these things. The honor that was due to Jesus was not forthcoming. Why? Because he was the son of Julieta and Raul and they were from Pina de Rio. Everything was normal. He did not do signs, miracles, and wonders because people could not honor. I looked a little bit farther. Um, a, 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 a prophet is not with, without honor except in his own hometown. Without honor is a timus. It's a Greek word. A prophet is not a timus except in his own home and amongst his own family. A timus means without time. Without time. I don't have time to put a pastor in a special slot in my life to consider his words over my life and family. I don't have time to, to figure out what, to filter what I'm doing with what he sees aligned with God's blessing. This, this is a payment. They would not pay honor. They, they were dishonor. The word dishonor. 
And, and the Bible starts and is replete with all these examples of honor. I told you Ephesians 6, 2 <clears throat> was the first verse God spoke to me, honor your parents. Honor your parents. Go and respect them. And I learned that honor, watch this, with my parents. I had an opinion. They had an opinion. To honor my parents was to lift up their opinion above mine. I know what, this is what I think, dad. Yeah, but this is what I think. Well, honor your dad is to lift it up and put what he thinks above what you think. And if you don't honor that, my friend, I promise you, it's not going to go well with you. And you're going to have a short-lived life on the earth. It's a principle of the kingdom of God. Whatever you pay tribute to has a, a reaping effect. That means I love the fact, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 9, watch this. Honor the Lord with your increase. You grab whatever you're going to honor God with. You bring it to the house of God. And it says, honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruit of all your increase. Honor. Take it to the place of paying tribute. Okay? Pay the price. And if you pay the price, you pay the tribute, you offer the appreciation and the value, you consider it special. Verse 10 says, then your barns will be filled with plenty. So wherever you stick honor, it comes back to you. And wherever you don't sow honor, don't expect honor, my friend. Don't expect to reap where you have not sown. If you bring and honor the Lord with what's in your hands, the Lord will fill your barns and your vats will overflow with a provision of substance, new wine. God has something special for us. And I thank God for this concept. 1 Timothy 1.17, at the highest and supreme expression of our honor is the king of ages. That you, Paul says to Timothy, if you're going to move forward in this life, make sure that to the king, eternal, immortal, invisible, to God, he is worthy to be honored for glory forever and ever. Amen. Direct your efforts. Listen, some people, because of their relationship with God, honor those that are in the house this this concept with pastor richie next week there's nothing in the natural that would move us in the direction of giving him honor but there's somebody in the supernatural that if i direct my my what's it called emotional affections the devil threw everything in our direction to separate us and to cause us to sit for 20 years and guess what when he heard after 20 years in a musical studio somewhere in Miami, somebody, Gerardo, was, was playing the trumpet for their next album. And this was in January of last year, of this year, January of this year. Gerardo says, Bobby and Richie, you don't know how much Pastor Joaquin loves you guys. And they go, oh, we love him too. He's, we've known him since he's a teenager. And they tried to make nothing of it. He goes, no, no, no. This guy honors you guys for being the ones to bring Jesus to his family. And 20 years had gone by, and we had a million reasons the devil could have shot to not talk, to separate, to not join. And guess what? The testimony was in the heavens, on the earth, and in hell that all we have in our hearts toward these men is we honor them for being the guys that brought us to Jesus, our spiritual parents. And it's been 34 years. And there's no need to do anything. But guess what? I'd rather be dead. I was telling this to Pastor Palmer last night. I go, I don't know what we're supposed to be doing. But I do know that the people who brought us to Jesus and were our pastors and taught us the ways of the word and taught us the Bible, man, they deserve something. 
I don't know who deserves something in this world, but if they don't get honor, we should stop existing as a church. We're, we're, we're setting the wrong, the, the wrong dilemma. I, I remember with my father-in-law, I was sitting there at a pastor's conference, and the Lord says, turn around and tell that man, thank you, and honor him for what he did with your wife. And I was like, holy my God, I forgot. I turned around and said, Mr. Diaz, thank you for the sacrifice that you did to raise up such an incredible woman. Thank you. Now, the biggest blessing happened, he got a revelation. Wow, Joaquin does hear from God, right? But it's, it's, it's those expressions of honor that have a fruit that returns a reward. And it's also that dishonor that curses your life to not be able to have what God intended. He could not do miracles because of the level of dishonor. We saw honoring our parents. We saw honoring the Lord with our increase. Those of you that don't tithe and don't offer, listen, we got a bad rap in Christianity. Watch this. Here's the statistics. Only 20% of the people tithe and bring offerings. 20%. That means 80% of the people that go to church, they say, I can't tithe. I can't bring an offering. I, I have no support for the church. And guess what? Uh, the poor will always be among us, the Bible says. They'll never go to another level because the Lord blesses them with $400,000. They look at it and they go, oh, I don't have any for the Lord. The Lord blesses them with a million. Oh, I'm going to buy a beach house in the Bahamas, Tahiti Beach. I'm going to buy, I'm going to go to Fiji. They, they have a whole bunch of ideas, with, but with God's money, they have zero idea. They don't even remember that. I was telling a young man this morning, I said, listen to me. When I was growing up as a lawyer, I knew that I depended on God. So sometimes the month would go by, I was busy, and on Sunday night, before Monday morning, I would run to the pastor's house. <laughs> Pastor, he's like, what are you doing here so late? I got to give the tithe because I know tomorrow's Monday morning, and I want the heavens to be open towards me. I don't want to retain what is God's so that he closes the heavens. And on many occasions, I was fearful that my blessing and prosperity came in the same direct proportion that I honored God with my increase. And God always blessed and favored us. And Monday morning came people, and I was blessed. First um, Peter chapter 2.17, some people think, and this has happened in this church, oh, I could honor Pastor Joaquin, but I will honor nobody else because they're not worthy of honor because I've seen them, and they don't. The Bible says here, honor all people. That, that rips you apart. That says, now you have to find out that every person, the new person, the old person, the medium person, the person that comes sometimes and doesn't come many times, you need to render honor to those people. Amen. Render honor. And this is Peter. Peter was the most difficult of all the disciples. He was really tough, but he learned a lesson. If I'm going to be blessed by God, I need to honor everyone everywhere at all times, in all places, because as I sow and pay tribute of honor, there's going to be a return of honor coming loving the brethren fearing God honoring the king there it is the guy who's up there some people don't honor they said well I have an ungodly unbelieving uh, boss at work so I'm not gonna listen to me the Bible says put it in the modern context um, slaves honor your masters those people that you work for that you need to render honor. I promise you the rewards of the honor you'll reap will be everlasting. First Timothy 6.1, all who are under the yoke of an employment 
are to regard their own employers worthy of honor and respect so that the name of God and the teaching about him is not spoken ill of. They won't blaspheme. If you work at a company, you're to honor those people. You're to honor those people. You're to honor those people. Regardless whether they're Christian or not, we are called to honor because this is the doctrine that we have received. This is the teaching for those that are in the kingdom of God. God wants us to honor all people in all places, especially those that belong to God. As we were reading that verse, it came up to verse 2. It says, those who have believing masters, if you're... If you work for a Christian company, let you not despise them because they are your brethren. Oh, he doesn't care if I get here at 11. He's a Christian man. I'm supposed to start at 9, but because he's a Christian, I'll get there at 1130. Because if he's a Christian, I'm not going to pay him. Because he's a Christian, I'm not going to. He says, if they're believing, don't despise them because they are brethren, but rather serve them because those who are benefited are believers. And beloved, teach and exhort these things. That we're supposed to have an expression of great honor in every direction. Hebrews 13.4, a lot of people think once I get married, man, Honeymoon. The Bible says, honor your marriage bread. Don't bring pornography into it, my friend. Treat it holy and pure. If you dishonor your marriage bed, the marriage is honorable amongst all people. The marriage relationship is to be, uh, you know, some people are married. It's like, I don't have to open the door for her no more. I don't have to say excuse me or please or thank you or I'm sorry. I'm married to her. Ah." Listen, you're not reaping what you should be sowing. Sow some honor, and you're going to get some honor back in that relationship. God will judge those who walk outside of honoring their marriage relationship. We've done parents. We've done God. We've done leaders. Uh, We don't want to leave out. We already said it, 1 Timothy 5.17. Those that teach and preach the word are worthy of double honor. And this is a wild world. If people don't know how to honor, do you think they know how to give double honor? No. They don't even have a clue. Let those who are amongst you that rule well be counted worthy of double honor. There's a special blessing, and and it's just supernatural, especially those who labor in teaching the word and the doctrine. It's beneficial. It's also impossible, so we need to be filled with the grace of God, Romans 12.3. It's this grace that has been given to us, and I can say to every one of you not to think of himself more highly than he ought, but to think sober, each one according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. You're not able to do this in your own strength. You have to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You have to be filled with the presence of God. Nothing drives us in the direction to honor men of God, pastors, preachers. Some of you don't even have a church because you don't want to honor a man. You're like, well, if, if Jesus came down, if Apostle Paul was my pastor, I would treat. No, you wouldn't. You'd treat him just like you treat me. You'd be so offended. You'd just be so upset like you are with me. But until you fix that, you're not going to see honor bestowed. I say often a wife cannot honor a man that doesn't honor a man of God. I say often that children will not honor who their parents don't honor. It's like, I don't know why my daughter doesn't listen to me. I do, because you don't listen to me. I don't know why my son is so rebellious. I know, because you have other preferences before you honor God. And so that, that is the kingdom reality. But here we are called to honor 
an expression through grace. Philippians chapter 2 verse 3. Do nothing seeking your own selfish expression and conceit, but dress yourselves with humilities so you can give value to other people better than yourself. I was talking to somebody the other day, and I was like, you know something? Because you're so filled with so much bitterness, until you get yourself in the place that God wants you, you can't offer anybody a better expression of yourself. You're so filled with anger. You're so filled with so many issues that until you start forgiving the offense and honoring and walking in God's design, you'll never see a miracle. You'll never see Jesus take you to another level because things have become so familiar. It's horrible. Somebody was talking to their dad in an unusually bad way. And I said, listen, look what you're doing. And he says, he's just my dad. I treat him, my mom treats him worse. Isn't that a curse? Absolutely. And then I've seen women who says, okay, I know that I married this guy and he's not Jesus Christ on the earth, but I'm going to submit to him as unto the Lord. I'm going to honor him. I'm going to respect him. I'm going to serve him. I'm going to obey him. I'm going to defend him. I'm going to be on his team. That's a great wife. I think I have one of those. I have one of those. It's a blessing. Not that we walk on water, but we're walking desiring to receive what God has for us. 2 Timothy 2.21 says, If anyone cleanses himself from dishonor, then he will become a vessel of honor, and I can use him. He'll be useful to the master prepared for every good thing that's coming down the road. And again, I don't know what's going to happen with this thing with Pastor Richie. I'm not a fortune teller. I don't know what's going to happen in the future. But I know the principle of God. If I honor my spiritual father, if I honor the man who brought us to the Lord, if I honor my pastor, he was our pastor for many years. He's been a pastor, you know, he's been an example for a long time. If I direct myself in having my attitudes corrected in his direction, I know for a fact we're going to see an expression of ministry that's going to be unusually amazing. Let's stand this morning. Amen. Just like you hear the gospel every Sunday, every time you come to the house of the Lord on Wednesday, when you come to the to every, every service that we have and God speaks to you, he's giving you a lifeline for you to apply. That's why we put that sign up there. Be doers of the word and not hearers. We don't want you to come here and know what to do and not do it. The, the, the issue is let's all get in line for what God wants to do in this house and in this place. And I know that not even half of what God wants to do in this city has been done because there hasn't been people who really are committed to honor. Um, I, I, I see what Carlos Orta did yesterday, and Evan, they, they, they fried 450 hamburgers. Look, I don't discount the fact that they probably ate a bunch of them. <laughs> because every time you throw Evan up, he lands by the food, right? But to be there and to serve all of us, and none of you guys gave them thanks, I know some of you did, but some of you ate and were merry and happy and come Jesus, come. But to turn around and say, hey, guys, you know something? Those were the best hamburgers in the world. They tasted great. And you guys, every time one of your sweat dropped on them, it made it saltier. (laughs) You guys thank the people who serve. And have them in high regard and esteem. Give them value. Pay tribute. 
Say thank you. For, for the first 15 years in our church, everybody would go back to the Sunday school teachers and fight with them. I can't believe you. And nobody would ever think, pobre Julio, where is he? Julio's like, he suffered. He suffered a bunch because there's no gratitude. There's offense. Why didn't you? A hundred things. So this morning, let's tell the Lord, Lord, we want to have the spirit of God in our hearts and in our minds. We want to fix what's broken. We want to restore what is sick. We want to make alive that which is dead. We want to forgive those people who have offended us. We pray, Father God, that our hearts would be one to honor you. This month of pastor appreciation is just, just the beginning of, of an expression towards life in every direction to honor all people. Those in authority, those at home. My, my children were able to learn to honor their older siblings. And that, that did away with a lot of strife in our home. We started saying, no, Nick was the firstborn. We're going to honor him as a firstborn. And, and he, he's going to get special treatment. We're going to honor that he was the first one that we practiced with to be parents. Father, we pray that your spirit would so fill this house. Father, we're not perfect. We want to be genuine. Forgive us, Lord, for causing stumblings where people have dishonored and they've walked away. We pray, Father God, that you would raise up in this climate a place that it would be palpable noticeable that we honor those who serve we honor them by getting to church on time we honor them by bringing our sweat blood and tears in the marketplace we bring them to the house of God and, and we say what you're doing is worth what we're doing and more you look over us you protect our marriages you protect our children you protect our grandchildren relationships with sons and daughters and that your spirit would be so strong in this place that we not be known as the church or the hometown that did not recognize that became familiar and offended and despised your capacity to bless us with miracles, signs and wonders the supernatural we glorify your name and we thank you for this time. In Jesus' name we pray. And the house of God says amen, amen, and amen. God bless you. Greet one another in the love of the Lord.